Welcome back to the Comic Corner. I am Team Up. I'm here with Dad as usual. And this week we are, or we read Nameless uh, by Grant Morrison. And uh, it was weird, to say yeah. the least. It's definitely uh, a good word to use. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at that first cover, I love it. But uh, before we really get into that, uh, you read anything cool this week, Dad? I just read the uh, issue of X-Force that came out today. Really? Anything yep. good happened? Go figure. The X-Men are still pretty horny. That's been a, it's been a recurring joke in Marvel this whole time. You get the confirmation that uh, Scott, Logan, and Gene are, in fact, in a uh, love triangle, and they're all cool with it. That's a crazy power couple. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or and, thruple. A power thruple. Uh, Wolverine cracks some joke about uh, Colossus having... Gene Gray's like, oh... You know, maybe Colossus should come in on the X-Force because they need a moral compass. And he's got a big heart. And Wolverine's like, he's got a big everything. And so some of, uh, some of the comments, the, the fanboy comments were a little upset because they, they were like, they're trying to push the Wolverine, uh, he's bi, they're trying to push the agenda. They're like, all right, calm down. I think it's just because Colossus is like nine and a half feet fucking tall. Uh, also, I mean, if it makes sense because Wolverine has been around forever. He's got to get bored at some point. Let's see what, you know, he's just got to see what else is going on. That's, you know, a lot you get of bored, immortal, I get it. a lot of immortal deities. Uh, I feel like that's, that's kind of been like a running weird like thing with them. Dude, Lando Calrissian, perfect example. Dude, it's all about the mind, not oh. the genitals. There you go. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so it was, I don't know, it was more of like a morality play, I guess, than a whole lot of action happening. Oh, and Beast may or may not have committed genocide. Interesting. I read something about the new event. Something's going down. Like they are next to the blue spot on the moon or something. Is that? Do you what? do you know what's going on with there? What? The something in Empire is like the it's Empire is the new event that's happening, right? Oh yeah, Empire is all about uh, that kid who is the this, yeah Hulkling coming back to like conquer Earth. I would assume that's where. They're gonna land and hang out. Is New Adeline still on the moon? Are, are the Inhumans still a thing? Uh, yes. But I also know that doesn't like the Summers have like a summer house on the moon. Oh yeah, they definitely have. The Summers do have. Like they they've got spots on the moon. the 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 mutants have spots on the moon. Yeah, it's just one of those things where they're wondering uh, if this event is gonna drag the X Men into it just because they're getting too close to their stuff was, uh, I think, the article that I read. All right, X-Men getting territorial. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, basically. They, you know what? Eye. Hulkling's going to go in there. He's going to put up a bunch of uh, put up a bunch of windmills trying to generate energy, and it's going to ruin the view for the summers, and the summers aren't going to be happy. No, no, no. He's going to use his eye beams to knock them all down. So, so yeah, I that read... was X-Men. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I was reading of all the stuff, like the Batman stuff that's out that's leading up to Joker War. It's, uh, it's going to be crazy. I saw something about Dickie Boy. Yeah. So, you know, Nightwing's had some memory problems of late. And well, Joker's... that's trying to head, right? Yeah. And then the talent, and then like the Court of the Owls tried to like implant false memories like under the guise of helping him retain his old memories so then he had the memories of like a talent assassin 
it's there's a lot going on. And now the last part, last thing was Joker with the mind crystal, I think they call it the MacGuffin. Where does that thing come from? From the Court of the Owls telling Dick that he's going to tell him all of uh, everything about him that he forgot about. And he calls him during a fight, like, because they do get into a fight at one point, and he calls him Rick, Dick, Robin, Nightwing, like, all is one word. And, uh, no, Rick, Dick, Richard, Robin, Nightwing. And it's just a very, it's a great scene. And it shows that the Joker, all the stuff leading up to the Joker War shows that, like, he is very much in control. And the only reason he has ever not gone after them on a personal level is because he chose to have more fun with them as heroes and their personas. And now he's realized that the fun is over and it's time to end the party because he's always known who all of them are. Right. Was the last panel that I read said, uh, Joker, you're worth a hundred billion dollars. Oh, I did see that because of the stuff coming out of the designer. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I read, uh, I read that Batman where you find out who the designer is. And you mm-hmm. know what? Good on that man. That's a hell of a plan for him. Yeah. Well, do you see like the the what ha- like who the designer really is? Yeah, he's a corpse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't want to give it all away, but yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I just love that it's all because the Joker just refused to play the game. I mean, that's what he does. That's his superpower. Yeah. Yeah, to say the least. That's why he wasn't uh, part of the Legion of Doom for very long. He just didn't want to. He The whole panel where he's just like, Lex, you're just, you're going into space and you're dealing with forces in the universe. That is not who we are and that is not what we should be doing. We are on the ground, causing trouble in our cities, having fun. And we should stick to that. And we all know that that's not who Lex is. <sighs> I mean, Lex was going a little hard there. He, not going, he went. Yeah, he did. He went all the way hard. But all right, so let's uh, let's get into this nameless. What do you think? What a cover- bag of cats this was, huh? Yeah, right. Let's start with that first cover on that first book. It's the three guys in the suits. What are your thoughts? Uh, let me pull it up. What, what, on, made, what did that stuff on issue six? What did that make you get ready for? I have no idea. Because it's weird, like, occult symbology that I've only seen in Supernatural in, uh, in it to think of, like, recent pop culture stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it made me think of, like, the abyss and people walking out of it. I guess they're supposed to be walking in, but then again, who knows? So I guess let's do a quick, a quick summary. There's uh, an occultist. His name is Nameless. Yes, there's a Nameless occultist. Uh, yes, bit, there's bit of even do well if I, if I will say there's even a whole thing that says like yes nameless is a name I like that the first few pages is you're seeing the occult symbol on a door as like flashes and it ta- like people are killing their families in like horrifically violent ways and like murder suicides you know massacres in Egypt acid attack victims negotiations uh, these are also just words he's reading you don't actually see acid attack victims or no you see one guy you see one dude murder his family and then some uh the aftermath of two all right here's a here let's let's point at this right 
So let's go to uh, right right after the word frogs, because like uh, to to dig deeper into this, the way that this imagery is laid out, there is like the events that are happening in red, like highlighted in red, there are what you would perceive to be some type of supernatural events happening. And then mm. all around it, there's like this fucking jungle, like nightmare scape. So there's like a three layered image going on here. Yeah. Like I think we have to accentuate that. But if you go down there, uh, the whole time there's a narrator talking, it's this dude, this nameless, I, I guess, occult detective for lack of a better. Yeah. Right. You're like, have you seen the ninth gate? Like he reminds me of Johnny Depp's character in the ninth gate. I haven't. That's not a good movie. I wouldn't suggest it. But if you find yourself having eaten too many edibles, throw it right on. I saw this as like a shitty, like Constantine's shitty brother. This? Oh, yeah. Him? Yeah. The nameless. His dirtbag cousin. Yeah. It's like they're both, it's like they're both in the same quote unquote field, but they are not the same. No. But they have a lot of the same like dirtbag tendencies. Yeah. Uh, so, but like, uh, go down. So, right when it's like focus on like the frogs, which you would assume might just be like if you're taking mushrooms and looking at tree roots the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, but like right past that, you see the family, and then you see the people wearing the lizard heads. Look dead center. There's the hammer. There's a zipper on the back of that guy's hood. Yeah. So is that like this is again playing with the idea of like what's real and what isn't? Yeah. And then, yeah, then you scroll down and there's people yelling in gibberish. There's a dude, a cop with a severed head in a bag. Like, this is a uh, graphic novel, if you will. Yeah, right. And then it goes into the, this weird, it opens into just a dream sequence. Like, very clear, like, the dream logic is there throughout all of it. Oh, yeah. The time changes often. The there's no anglerfish people. Yeah, there's, there's no real uh, narrative I mean, the whole thing at, at large, the narrative structure is, it structure is following with dream logic. So it's, uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's tedious to follow, but you got to pay attention. So this was my second time reading it. And when was the first time you read it? Uh, I read it as it was released uh, when it came out in 2015 and 16. Uh, I actually own most of the issues in my comic collection because this was something that I was buying because it looks so cool. Um, but I don't think I understood it quite like I did when I read the whole thing at once today. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was almost like each issue was a different fever dream, except for like the three in the middle actually ran together. Like the, the, I would say like the two or three in the middle of it make the most sense as a through line of a story. Which like you're talking three, four, five, yeah. Two, three, four. Because there's no, six two, three, issues. four. I would say two, three, four. Why? Why is that? I guess like let's get into those. Well, so we've got you know he he gets this dream key thing. That's the whole for like whole half of the first issue. Uh, and then they three D print it when he wakes up. Maybe. Yeah, it's like think uh, think what's that? Inception meets Lovecraft. Yeah, that's exactly what this whole first part is. Uh, but also, the dude in the the drone, Paul Darius, that's such a that guy billionaire thing to do. But like the whole setup of like, 
All right, so there's uh, check out this symbol. Do you recognize it? And he's just like, yeah, it's a very you know, I understand. He's like, all right, good. It's carved on the side of a giant iron meteor headed for Earth. It's about fourteen miles long. What do we do? It's just like, all right, uh, let's paint symbols on our things and let's go. But also, why do you need me? Oh, because the last one went crazy and killed the guy. Yeah, the last expert that's... they had. Yep. And it's once he starts on... Cause so that's the first one. And the, like, the second one is where they get to the spaceship or the space station. They're doing their whole thing. And it's making more sense. I feel like there's an actual through line. I know the narrative of this entire second story, like second book in this. Oh, yeah, because we're firmly entrenched within the dream at that point. Right. Which, uh, you don't, yeah. The only time it gets kind of weird is when they look at the the three stone, the three score stone. Yep. Which is like a weird key thing. And they just talk about how ingrained in all humanity is the original war of good and evil. It's in our genetics. Yeah, and it goes into um, this, like, it's actual theory of the great collision between, um, you know, planet X and Earth, and it's what created uh, the moon. Like, this is all, it's like, this is Grant Morrison admitting that he's a massive ancient aliens fan, and then going deep on, like, Mayan and Polynesian mythology. Because this shit is just rife with all of that. It's awesome. But it's got a real... I say, you go. No, I was going to say, the whole thing with, like, the planet Tiamat, like, crashing in, like, that's, yeah, like, it's it goes to the old Sumerian story with Tiamat being destroyed by Marduk. Tiamat was supposedly the planet that crashed into primordial Earth, which was Marduk. The fifth, you know, is it the, the, the fifth planet? Well, yeah, planet X is like the planet. It's, they give it a name in this. I forget what it is. Right, right. It's the planet that was supposed to, it was the, this is what they're going with is it was the planet in between Mars and Jupiter. And it, like there's theory that there was a planet there and that's what created the asteroid belt. Yes. But then there's also, yeah. There, Nibiru is like the the other planet that comes around and potentially collided with us that lines up with ancient alien theory. So like, yeah, this is like Grant Morrison's love letter to that shit and Lovecraft. Uh, Realistically. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But like you get a real like Ridley Scott alien vibe with weird occult going on through the whole second issue. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he took this to, it may remind me of Event Horizon, honestly. That's I got more Event Horizon vibes out of all of this than anything. Oh, I don't know if I've seen Event Horizon. Yo, it's entirety. got Dr. Grant ripping out his own eyeballs. That's all you need to know. Oh, I think I've seen that scene. It's fucking sick. But like, just the whole concept of a giant asteroid with that symbol on it is terrifying. Well, I mean, didn't we see a news story like that in the last couple of years where they thought there was a fucking asteroid that had like an antenna on it or something? Yes, I vaguely remember that. But yeah, and it's like they're going, they're they take off, but it's towards the end of the book that it takes like probably the most predictable turn, I guess, when you they just show the dude with the drone just like the door is open to the other expert who went crazy. Yep. 
Yeah, they're a cult expert who weren't crazy. Yeah. And then it shows what's actually happening uh, in the control room where that Rit Paul Darius is. And it's just, you ever read the cross? You ever read Crossed? Yeah, I think uh, there are a couple issues sitting here. Again, yeah. it's like Event Horizon. It's the, like the security camera footage. Just horrifically violent, people eating people kind of stuff. I want to, what is he drinking? Bleach. Is it bleach? Oh, well, yeah, it's backwards. Like it's mirrored. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a dude strung up. Uh, there's one person drinking blood out of another person's mouth. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Just fighting uh, the sniffles is all. Right, and then they open it. Um, like, then they decide to open the door. You never open the giant spooky door on an asteroid with an occult symbol painted on or carved into it. You know. Yep. Yeah, and then it's almost like this third issue, it had a real like Prometheus vibe to it. Yeah, I can see that. Because like they're going through it. There's a lot of uh, tarot card symbols, it seemed like, in this one. Am I crazy to say that? They even I mean, make the, a reference to like the nine swords at one point. Yeah, like the cards have shown up throughout here and there. Swords yeah. were always a thing. and like I think they were really the only thing. Outside of some of the, um, I guess some of the cart, some of the events that were supposed to represent some of the major arcana, like there's the chariot mm-hmm. uh, judgment at one point with like the dude and the mice. Yeah, the the Fucking lovers thrilling. one. That was a that was a dark card. Yeah, but and then just everything getting all screwed up here this is where it all goes downhill. And then him waking up was probably the weird in like the. The hospital room at the end of this was the weirdest thing, I think. Oh, yeah. This made the, probably the least sense. But, man, that last panel, that last full splash page, though. On in which issue? Issue three, where he's being pulled apart. Like, it's the blue, and it just says, what is human? Oh, yeah, that's um, pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah, just her head. But I think my favorite, probably my favorite, drawing in the whole series is the next issue like uh page on the, in the same comic because it's just him praying uh with like a giant teeth tentacle eye monster behind him that was uh that's a really good one yeah it's all pretty fun there's a lot of gruesome uh, imagery here yeah it's oh it's the cover of the third issue is my probably my favorite drawing the cover the of series. the third issue of the fourth issue, excuse me. Fourth issue. Let's see. Because we're back to, and then we're back to the frogs. And this is where oh, everything yeah, starts is... to get really weird with like them crashing onto the asteroid. And I mean, this is when things get weird. <laughs> I mean, this is where it starts to go fever dreamy again. That's true. Yeah. It gets away from the traditional narrative. Yeah. So really, you just had the end of one and then two three and then four kind of throws it all off again the torture scene in hell is the weirdest thing oh when he's getting like pissed on like acid yeah on? with like the barbed wire cuffs yeah yeah i'm so confused by that fever like, dream baby yeah right it was him being uh he he needs he knows he needs to be tortured and he should be he needs to pay for what he did punished and they keep coming back to the fact that he kind of tried to claw his eyes out yeah because that's what happened in uh at razor house yeah 
And then that final page again. When the asteroid hits the Earth, it hit, touches down fine. Doesn't, I mean, it destroys, but it doesn't annihilate. Touches down like a spaceship. Maybe that's the point. Yeah. I just want to land. Them finding out, uh, it was this issue, I believe, where they found out that it is a prison. Yeah. And then it's the next issue. No, it's the next one where they find out who who is in the prison. Dude, top comment. And I think that is my favorite reveal, I guess, of the whole uh, story, where they talk about how it's an interdimensional psychopath is the one trapped in there. Yeah. Oh, and that's how they tried to summon it the first time, was at Razor House, I believe it's called. This is the second time you've read it? Yeah, Razor House. They were trying to communicate with the thing in there. Looking for some fresh new gear for the summer? Naft Apparel has you covered. From t-shirts, tanks, shorts, swimsuits, and more, everything was designed to have an authentic 90s style that everyone's dad will be jealous of. Head to naftapparel.com now and check it out. That's N-A-F-T-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We left off at the beginning of issue five, where we find out that uh, God is a psychopath from another dimension, locked in a, an asteroid made of iron that's been hurtling through space as the lost, as a piece of a lost planet dur- from destroyed during a interdimensional war. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, that's yeah, that's it. That's on five. Yeah. What page? It's towards the very end where he goes, I am Lord thy God. So it's at the very... Didn't you just say it was the very beginning we find this out? Uh, well, you know, at the very beginning, you find out, like, they go to the Razor House because that's how this one opens. Yeah, that's and, when you find out what's out, or like, what's actually going on in this story. Right, where it's all been a fever dream from this time that he went to a house to, like, do a seance around the key or something kind of so they find yeah they find the izalazar which is this chunk that was left over from uh, uh what is it from marduk which is or from zabalba which is like the leftover thing from the prior planet that was here and that's like the key to open that dimension and that's what they're having the seance around to contact the entity that is within zabalba which is the asteroid that is careening towards earth Mm. Uh, and you do find out when the doctor he basically he's like so the being we call God is a deranged prisoner of war from another universe jailed on an asteroid itself the remnant of a lost world and that's when Nameless is like yeah I know it sounds fucking crazy isn't it and then you get a deeper explanation in 6 where you actually get to see it happen and you see that God is really the Trapper Keeper from South Park. Yes, God, that's, yes, that's certainly a way to put that. Just, like, technology and flesh. It looks like a worm. But yeah, so I guess, overall... Well, what... Wait, wasn't the... I thought the technology was what was used by, like, the quote-unquote good guys to trap the, like... I, I took uh, what you would call God as being the, like, organic part of that, not necessarily the technical, like, the technical uh... part. Because it's, like, that technical erudite everything is organized against the vicious gruesome primal kind of uh, stickiness if you will right 
I'm trying to find the panel like this, right now. It's, with it. I'm seeing the wreckage on the surface of Zabalba. Something happened at Serenity Base, some kind of infection. The infection is going to be the being that was in Zabalba trapped in there. Yes. Yes. It is. It's and the then flesh like, part of the moon. Because the like when they're in the earlier panels and there's the bubbling of it, that makes sense. Yep. The tower. The, yeah, a lot of tarot cards in this one too. But, yeah, the nine. It chops things up and makes it all nice. Yeah, it's... um They you know killed the dinosaurs sort of no it was again it's that thing that remnant from the primal planet went like it crashed onto the earth and that's when it killed the dinosaurs right it was the meteor that struck the earth yes it was in fact the 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 key to open the world or to open the door yes it's uh it's a crazy thing and then you know uh, although i will say the actual death of darius because this is also awesome. you find it's all just truly a fever dream. Nameless actually believes he is God, and well, he's, he's being taken over by this malevolent entity within, yeah, with within Zabalba. Right, and tears Darius's face off with the claw side of an axe. And claw side of is, a hammer. Sorry, yeah, claw side of a hammer, and it is graphic. It is pretty gnarly. You see it that slide right down his uh, face. Come right off his chin. Yep. It's wonderful. But what ha- but when it goes back to space is what confuses me in this. Like it flashes back to the girl in space. Yeah, I think that's just the continued part of his hallucination. Because mm. it's still it's I mean, think about it as she's gotta like send him back to reality because he's giving her the directions at the end. He's like, You need to strike this, strike this. And then when right. she does, that's when he comes comes to, if you will in the uh, the windmill or wherever when Sophia's finally found him with the gun. Right. And that's when you realize that Sophia's the veiled lady and like Sophia's tracking him down in yep. the real world. Yep. But and big but in the in the end the asteroid hits the moon, not Earth. Yeah. Or like it, it flies past because like the moon's fine at the end of the comic. Well at the like, very end you see the moon like exploding to one side of it. Like literally exploding because something hits the dark side of the moon so you just see debris come from the backside. is that what that is and then we're back to the frogs and we're at the end yeah i don't know i i that's i I don't that's not how i look at that final image i think that final image it's emphasis on the fact that it's like the moon's half black and half white again because if the asteroid would have landed all black would have taken over so it's like there's a balance again i don't know if there's like yeah. Shit blowing up in the back. Because even that last card looks like a balance card. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. And all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. Yeah. But then, you know, you got fish head people. So it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Dude, this is truly Morrison's, like, love of ancient aliens. Just yeah. slathered. You, you, you hit the nail right on the head. And I didn't really think about it until talking about it with you but damn well no homeboy loves ancient aliens which like i get it if you want to go down a rabbit hole oh boy especially if you like old mythology like yeah dude you go ham you can tie every single ancient mythology into ancient aliens you want yeah. to get weird on the anunnaki that's what you're gonna do um but yeah this is pretty steeped in that but he just combines that with i mean there's some pretty heavy it reminds you of providence and i got that, that kind of style Yes, very much so. Interpretation, then obviously the people with fish heads. It can't be any more Lovecraft than that. 
So, I mean, we've got to give some props to Chris Burnham, uh, who's the artist on this. I think the art was better than the overall. Like, the art was the best part, I think. Yes. Yes, the art was amazing all the way through. Even, like, the graphic violent scenes, you, like, couldn't look away from because they were so beautiful Reminds in me their of, violence. Uh, it's like The Thing. Yeah. You know, the John Carpenter movie. It's just so gruesome that you it's it's amazing it would be disrespectful to look away that's how like beautiful it is yeah yeah right. there's a there's a lot going on here i mean just getting to the idea that there was this like ancient war between alien interdimensional beings that took place that somehow is tracked it like down to our dna because so i think that was kind of the whole crux of this was that there's like DNA memory, like yeah, that was that did see that was like a a big. They made such a big point of it, and that that's kind of seemed like that was how the creature was able to, you know, take care of isn't the right word, but like manipulate so easily, right? Because it was already it was already there, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I liked it. It was yeah, weird. It was- I have to read it again in like a couple of weeks, but it was uh, it was interesting. I wouldn't say it's like one of the mo- like one of my favorite things we've ever read or will read, but it's up there. I yeah. liked it more than fucking Kingsman. Tell you that much. I mean, it's going to be hard to find something that was worse than Kingsman. Yeah, we should try one day. Not soon, but one day. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm really interested, but like, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, let's let's wrap this one up. Um, I, what are your closing thoughts on this? You need to read it again. All right. I think all there's right. there's a there's a lot there's a lot to take in. Um, not for the faint of heart. No. And uh, yeah, maybe if I read it again, like get away from it, forget about it, and it's just kind of I don't know. I saw uh, I was reading a review of it. That was like this. The the dude writing it really liked it, but he opened it with saying, "He's like, I'm gonna be real. I'm not a big fan of what Morrison does." And he's like, "The thing that I think he does the worst is highlighted the most in here, and that it's like willfully obtuse. Like it's so overly complicated, or like it's so dense and it's so abstract. In this case, it's so fucking abstract, and it knows it, and it just kind of rubs your nose in it. Yeah, it leans into it. Yeah." At times. And you're just like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So like, I, I thought that was really funny. Like, willfully obtuse, I think, is a perfect phrase to, I, I guess, describe my feelings about this. But I would still read it again, it, it, which makes reminds me, I still need to watch The Lighthouse. Yeah. So with me, my final thoughts, I really liked it. I thought it was weird in, like, the perfect ways. But you are correct. It is... It's just rubbing your nose and how vague it is all the time. And it uses it to its advantage sometimes, but it's also a disadvantage at others. But I was into it. The artwork is beautiful. I guess here's the real test. Would you go out and buy the collected edition of this? No. For your, I don't, I don't know if I'd buy the collector's collection. edition of anything. Well, the collected edition, not because it's oh, six like issues. The, like, the, like the bulk. Just, yeah. Maybe. The, the, the trade paperback. Maybe. Probably not. Okay. I think I would, but only if uh, if there's a good deal on it. 
There you go. I think that's that's the best way to do it. So next time we're gonna do Kingdom Come. Uh, I'm excited about it. It's. Do you want to give everyone like a quick rundown of of what it is in concept? Uh, it's in the future. Superman's old, and superheroes are murdering people, so shit's getting out of control, and the old guys gotta come fight the new guys. Yes, Superman's not murdering people, but no, things... the new superheroes are murdering people. Yeah, but Superman's old, therefore he's not murdering people. Yes, it's uh, it's good. I can't wait to read it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I've read it before. I don't think you have. Nope. Is there a is there a Kingdom Come like animated movie? I don't think so. Don't do not believe so. They used it uh, as inspiration for Brandon Ruth's character in the Crisis on Infinite Earths story from the CW this year, and you know that they definitely took parts of it for some of the uh, the Batman's Batman vs Superman stuff. So, oh, one hundred percent. It's uh, it's a weird one. We're gonna get into it, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Do you have anything to say to anyone before, right before we sign off? Uh, wear a mask. Wash your hands. Yeah, wear a mask. Wash your hands. Fucking animals. All right then. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy.